0: to war of the stars a star wars podcast come to you as always from deep in the outer rim far beyond the watchful eyes of the galactic empire my name is john mark tolly and joining me as always are my two co-hosts garrett and will guys how are you doing
1: doing well I'm fair to well. midland
0: yeah. <laughs> there we go there we go yeah all right well um This entire show is just going to be dedicated to one thing and one thing only. That is, excuse me, the first three episodes that have just dropped of Andor. And I think we just need to get right into it, discuss the big thing, the big topic, the big thing that I've been hearing, get your guys' thought on it. Is this show too slow? That's been the one complaint that I've been hearing is it's too slow. You know um, what? I, it, I, I don't think so. Uh,
2: and, and the reason for that is because it's a slow burn. They're giving you a little bit of more of his backstory. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I really appreciate is how like certain <coughs> scenes are juxtaposed with scenes from his childhood growing up. On yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think that's brilliant. Um, and so i'm i'm really wanting to know more about that childhood experience because like the scene where they find the crash ship uh is is really kind of intense but at the same time i'm kind of curious as to why you know troopers would just start shooting kids yeah uh, but that having the Republic public trooper republic
1: trooper well no that's
0: the, the thing though that's the thing though that's that's what's got here, me confused. it's got no no the that's the um because they've talked about that on New Rock Stars.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're that right. That symbol
0: yeah. is that is a separatist. Okay. That's a separatist. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm
1: I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna table that for one thing. Um, the only way the only way as a, I'm trying to to give discussion on the film or film on the episodes based solely on what we saw and not right. on what New Rock Stars or anybody else interpreted. Right. 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 When yeah. you take all that away i watched it i watched each episode twice and it was it was it was mentioned that these are republic republic yeah 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 i don't know whether it's you know i mean we are still in the republic if if cassian is yeah yeah well it's
0: been it's It's been i know it's been talked about in some of the books before that his family or someone with him was part of was he, uh, he was alive during that time period which would make sense if this takes place if the main story takes place five years before the battle of yeah before um the battle of yavin which that was the first that's the first time yeah, seen the we've seen their bby in in in, in, film in, in, film. in film um so that he would have been during that when he was a kid he would have been a, a kid during the clone wars
1: yeah i think that um and by the way, I, I, I agree with Garrett. I don't think it's been, um, it, it's too slow. I do feel yeah. that they're taking their time, fleshing yeah. out characters and giving you, just, just giving you an opportunity to breathe. And, and I think that, oh, go ahead, sorry. Just breathe and and, and, and kind of get to know the space because yeah. it isn't just about, you know, we're not on any familiar planets. I mean, they mentioned uh, mention a planet that was featured in Rogue One um, mm-hmm. They're going to do a. I forget the name of it, but it was gonna, we're doing a supply run, such and such there. But beyond yeah. that, these are all new worlds. These are all new areas, and you know it. It's good to be able to just kind of see how things flesh out. And yeah. uh, I don't feel that it's slow at all. Well, I
0: think, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of it is, and this. I'm trying. I'm trying to work out my words here, but
1: use your words. Use your yes.
0: <laughs> 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 Star Wars fans aren't necessarily used to this. And are you still there, Will?
1: I'm still there. I mean, okay, hello? you froze up. Yeah, uh, you froze up ahead. a little.
0: Yeah, okay. it's okay. Um, and I was thinking about this when, when I was at work about how I was going to talk about this, but Star Wars isn't Star Trek. And I know people are thinking, well, yeah, but traditionally, Star Wars hasn't been very. Necessarily cerebral in its approach to shows, um, yeah, where Star Trek always into. had. It I mean, differ. there, not, not, not that there hasn't been you know moments in the movies and the shows that have made people think, but at least the viewpoint for I think for a lot of fans, a lot of people is Star Wars is pew pew, you know. And so, when you have a show that slows things down, that makes you think, that makes you go, like, okay, what's going on here there could be the idea from some fans of like, oh, this, is, this isn't this like what I'm used to with Star Wars. This is too slow. This is boring. Um, but I think this is a welcome change for me for Star Wars to slow things down, to get people thinking like, huh, what's going on here?
1: Well, I think that the the whole, the, if you're going to take a risk, which let's face it, you have to do that from time to time, especially if mm-hmm. you're going to just keep introducing New stories, new streaming c- series that are in the Star Wars universe. Um, I felt like if you're going to take something and be a little more cerebral or be a little more thought-provoking, uh, the Rogue One character of Cassian Andor is probably a great place to start. And, yeah. and Mon Mothma, which we haven't even seen yet, you know. And, no. and no. you know, I I do think I do felt feel that the third episode did provide a little more action <laughs> than the first two. Yeah. But definitely, I was, definitely. i didn't change the fact that I was very interested in what was going on in the first two, mm-hmm. both in like both in the you know present day versus uh, the the uh, flashback sequences.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and they—I mean—you have to—they not just in slowing the tempo down, but in like the idea of not giving us translations for what the kids on uh, the Canari kids are saying, right that's that was a risk i mean right there you can kind of get an idea of what's going on just by their actions but you know that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out yeah well i think i think
2: that's really brilliant because what it does is one it one of the things that happens when you have a, a film or television program like this when you're trying to do a lot of information especially when you're giving a flashback is you want to do what's called info dumping where you have uh characters expositing huge chunks of information rather because it's easier than letting the camera pick up on it um, and it happens a lot of the times through dialogue um, mm-hmm. whether the the characters explaining something to themselves or they're reading it from some some manual or dossier or whatever or they're having a conversation and <coughs> this, if you have these characters who are isolated on this planet having conversations we have no idea what they're saying but you can see that there's there's some uh peaceful relationship between the characters they're kind of there surviving on their own they're looking after each other you you get the sense of it's kind of like a lord of the flies type situation
1: yep that's what i was and gonna say.
2: And then, and so they've developed their, and whether this is a language that they were born to, or they developed in their isolation, we don't know, but what we get is this, uh, we get this sense that it doesn't need to be explained for us. We don't need the translation because their actions are going to speak far louder than their, uh, than their words will.
1: Yeah. I feel like this ep, this sh- series so far is um, trusting the audience to be more mature. Not yeah. necessarily, and, and I'm not just talking about adults. I mean, I think children can handle this, while well, albeit I don't think they should watch it unattended. But um, I think you know maybe maybe not quite as young children, but I do think that um, they can understand what's going on. They can they can figure this out because people are smarter than. Sometimes networks give, give yeah. them credit for, give them credit for.
0: Well, so. and, I mean, right there, you just said something right there. That's another, you know, we talked about this show taking risk. I think this is the first time that I can know that I know of that sex has been explicitly not, you know, obviously not explicitly explicitly, but pretty explicitly referred to in a Star Wars movie or show.
1: Yeah, although I love the memes that have been coming out because of it. Like everyone says, <laughs> first time we've seen sex in Star Wars, and then first, you know, you see like Hera and Kanan, you know, like something like that. Like yeah, that was more insinuated. Although we but did they... have
2: Anakin and Padme oh. sleeping in the same bed together
1: in Episode three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to mention that fireside sequence that I always yeah thought was the most in Episode two. Day. Yeah, that you know? probably
2: that was by far my favorite. Uh... Al outfit of all time, but I was also
1: in college at <laughs> the time when that movie came out. So, <laughs> I a lot for me, I was older. So, what, what, what The way I saw it was like, okay, so she's telling him, sorry to divert here, she's telling him that we can't do this. We absolutely cannot have a relationship. This is not right. And she chooses the most sexiest outfit that <laughs> she's ever worn in all three movies to. She, she, she could have worn any of the other outfits, any other of them, and she could have sat and talked to him, and it would have been easier to handle. But she had to wear that particular one—the yeah. choker collar and it going down. And, oh. you know, yeah. I, I really, I really sided with Anakin on that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know,
2: God, I, I, who, uh, have, they have a weird sense of what's considered tactful.
1: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, because so I'm bringing it back to Andor. Yeah, I, you're right, though, John. They did, they did. You know, I was like actually wondering, like, how far are they going to take this? yeah are we getting like are we going to be getting like you know nypd blue levels here we're going to be getting i think
0: like, i think it's going to be definitely like tv 14 pg yeah, yeah. tv 14. um
1: again fine i mean you know it's, yeah it's, uh, if you're going to expand uh, the storytelling you have to yeah and again it doesn't it's not going to resonate if i've said it i've said it time and again it will not resonate with every single person, I just, you know, and 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 so far, I mean, the reviews on uh, I haven't read them specifically, but it's like eight point eight point one out of ten on a IMDb. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah, so yeah. I think it's getting far more positive feedback <laughs> than negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, I'll, I mean, we got to see where it goes. So,
0: well, let's talk about like this idea of the the private security forces doing the you know basically the dirty work of the empire. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that thought- idea.
1: I love that idea. I thought it was my, you know, my first read. I thought it was, um, and I will say this: I I should have uh, reset my settings on my TV when I watched it the first time because I don't know. I had it on like some kind of a cinema, some kind of a setting where the the voices were so quiet. And you know, if I had just Mm. adjusted a little bit, I could have heard them much better. But I did that the second time, so it made more sense. But one of the things that uh, I thought, I thought. First was that this was, first of all, I thought they were on planet. I just didn't Mm. think that I didn't think that Cassian shot those two guys and then went to another planet. So I was just thinking it was local police, you know. Mm. But it was, and it really wasn't. It was local. It was it was localized, but it was security. It was private. Yeah,
2: they're like a system police. Yeah, Yeah. and it's a private
1: police. It's different, you know. Not Mm. it's not like not really the government. It's really more like a hired hired, hired guns, essentially that yeah. wore uniforms. Yeah. How funny was, um, oh, and I'm still learning names. Who was the, who was the young blue guy that the blue cop that would like tailored his uniform. What's oh his yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, I didn't pick up on the name either, but yeah, wow. I, like I, I like how this guy is like so strong and so set in his duty that like he's going on like adjusting his, his uniform to make it look as presentable and neat and nice and official as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Put and some...
0: how and how his his uh his, the people that are above him are like, yeah. Let's just sweep that under the rug. We don't want any any. Everybody, we don't want any issues.
1: Everybody had like, um. Everybody had like you know this is this is this is their new story. You know this is this is what really happened. You know, and they're gonna kind of go through it. It was funny that that would seem to be kind of a theme. Yeah, like, you know? yeah.
0: Everyone had their you know. Even Andor was like going till he's like. Now you were here. I love that story you told to the worker. Um yeah. like yeah, it's like we were drinking and then and then the worker just comes up with like, but yes, but you insulted this, so we got in a fight, and that's how you got the black eye, and that's how that's how this happened. Like like I love I, I love that whole whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, I, one of the things I really liked was the like just how lived in this this hmm Part of the Star Wars galaxy looks like more so than I mean, probably more so than we got with uh, newer entries. Like with when we saw Solo in Corellia, it didn't like things still looked because they use a lot of CGI to depict where they were. It wasn't shot on set; it was or shot on location. It was shot on a studio, so it looked it it looked manufactured. This one looks like I mean, junkyard planet. Yeah, you know, it looks very lived in, very rustic. Everything's falling apart. They're recycling components from other things to make them work for whatever it is that they're they're using, and uh, it, it makes it far more
0: tangible. I think I one must, thing. I... One thing. One thing I like so far, as far as the aesthetic of it and how everything feels, is even though we have yet to see Imperial stormtroopers, even though we have yet to see you know, Imperial officers or the Empire, you can still feel the presence of the Empire. You can still the, the way people just kind of talk in whispers and talk in talk in the shadows and are, you know, you can still feel that oppression of the Empire, even though we have yet to see the Empire.
1: I was gonna say, um going back for a moment to the way the place was all built, that, that whole set that was the town, um, yeah. it's impressive how much detail went into that. But I gotta say, it was definitely <laughs> if inspired by Batu, by Galaxy's Edge, which I thought mm. was brilliant on the part of the designers to create this kind of similar type of haven. Um, although, albeit a little bit more industrial, a little more dirty, a little yeah. bit more, you know, um, you know, cables and and uh, you know, re- reused components all strewn strewn everywhere to give it more of a you know, a desolate type of look. So, yeah, I, yeah, I do, I do uh, appreciate that, and um, I do felt feel like it brought me into the world. Yeah. Um, particularly, uh, that- you know, like the earlier scenes in the first couple episodes, not as much, not because I didn't like them, but because it was so dark. You know, the first scene, yeah. it was dark and raining, and I get it, and I and it's fine to have that. It just, it was nice to be able to see you know when the, when the sun mm-hmm. came up and you can actually see stuff so
2: i i, I will say that one of the, uh, that opening scene in in the uh, in the bar yes and that's in the like the the fact that you know he's walking through what would essentially be a, a red light district that shouldn't exist on the planet <laughs> or in this system um i i, I, am, I thought what am. was brilliant was the the interior of the bar it yeah. looked like something out of tron legacy for me, and I, I love the Tron franchise, and so I like that there's this. Even if it wasn't intentional, it was this nod to something else that Disney has. Well,
0: did 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 either of you guys get um? What was the other Blade Runner? Blade Runner
1: vibe? Yeah. Oh, I, never... I like.
0: I watched that. I'm like, that's that's very that's very Blade Runner esque. I mean, yes. I'll
1: confess, I've never seen Blade Runner, but I've I know enough of it to know, <laughs> know the. uh, to know the 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 production design so yeah Yeah.
0: there's kind of a a
2: cyberpunk uh neo-noir uh vibe to what was going on
1: yeah
2: especially with the hard shadows those hard contrasts between what was in the light what was in the dark yeah
1: exactly yeah
2: yeah but my favorite scene though was in episode three so far and it was where towards the end of the episode where um where he is, he's escaping with still and started. And they mirror that with how he was rescued from that, from that Imperial bunker by Fiona Shaw and uh, the other guy with her. Yeah. And I thought that was such a cool uh, mirroring of, of plot points where you get the sense that he's in, he's in another situation where he's in over his head. He wants to be a fighter, but at the same time uh, he needs help getting out.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh. Yeah. I did enjoy that scene a lot, and I uh, also enjoyed. Um. Wait. I mean, just in the first. This is it, actually was it the first of the second. Um. Episode, but. Um. I mean the the whole bit with. Um. Cat. Uh, the, uh, the, the droid. I can't remember the name of the droid. Oh. Uh.
0: uh B. B. We call
1: him B. B. Yeah. B
0: B2, two. B two. B two. Emo. B B2 two. Emo.
1: Such a cute new addition to the droid family, yeah. um, and and again, you know, definitely, you know, from other Disney catalogs, getting a, a little a real black hole black vibe um, from Vincent, and yeah. uh, with j- mainly just the top with the way it kind of you know wobbles back and forth, yeah, and to see him as it as an older, beat up, kind of worn out droid versus a you know a newer in his prime when they did the flashback with him. So yeah. uh I just enjoyed all of his scenes and I
0: uh, love the fact that he mentioned that when he said can you when Cassian said can you lie for, t- for me and he made the comment of I have enough power. What was the line? I have enough
1: Yeah, power. I think I have enough power power, or whatever power
0: to do that. That droids literally have to have a certain amount of power to tell a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like I thought like, that was just like, like a neat little Little thing that was added, kind of added like to the kinda, yeah. It like,
1: adds to the to the to the faux science of of how yeah. droids work. You know, um, what,
2: I, what I thought was really neat though is with with B is that as a droid, he's got this this like the pers- the personality. I got it was like this little old guy who like everyone kind of looks down on him. You know, you, you see the 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 dog like creatures walk, running by and they, one takes yeah. a leap on him. Um, you know, he looks like he like he's this little runt of a of an old man, just trying to get through town. And but you know, he's not he's not willing to take flack from somebody. He's willing to stick up for himself, but in small doses.
1: Yeah, he just does you know, a little skip a little zap. Yeah, he'll
2: he'll give his zap to some dog that's you know tinkling yeah. on him. But he's a little bit iffy about wanting <laughs> to <the> government. <laughs>
1: So so from a story a story perspective and of course spoilers for anybody listening spoilers are um going to happen here. Yeah. Um been happening. do you think um do you think are we are we to assume and it seemed like yeah, we are but tell me what you guys think that the whole scene at the beginning when Cassian kills the two guards or the two mm. soldiers that that might be the first time he ever killed. Mm. I think so. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I mean, he he. You, I mean, if you think about the Cassie, when we first met Cassie, think about that very first scene. Mm. What did he do? He not only did he kill a guy, but he he shot him in the back, and he calmed him down first. To it's going to be okay. <laughs> and then it, was, it, it was. It was one of his own, like,
0: It was someone on his side. Yes, it yeah. was his
1: own ally. We were, and we were all like everybody in the audience was like, <gasps> you know, it was one of yeah, those. Yeah, it like, was really shocking, jarring. Jarring moments like, "Oh, this is not going to be the Star Wars I'm used to." Okay, let's yeah. move forward. But, Ooh. but, but to have that, and then you know, comp- uh, contrast that to this Cassian, who all he did was push the. Gu- I don't think at first I thought he he when he did the headbutt, head that the headbutt, and then he the other guy shot the other guy. You know, he used, he he kind of pointed the gun, but they never showed that it's not what happened. He just fell and he probably just hit his head and yeah. died. So well, if, you if, know,
2: if you hit the, the face hard enough, if you fracture, you can cause enough right. compressive force to to kill somebody.
1: So, um, so even that. So if he assuming he did that, assuming he killed, he killed him that way. I don't think he realized. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, get him up, get him up, get him up. Well,
2: and if then, you look at his body language, when he does the headbutt, it's kind of a it's kind of a split decision. Where, like at first, he's just like he's going to let them have the credits. But then like he decides, you know what? Screw these guys. I'm going to fight back. And he, yeah. he headbutts, yeah. the guy goes down, he wrestles with the other guy with the gun and then they realize the guy's dead. dead in,
1: the whole time.
2: And, and, yeah, and so finally and, and you can see him processing, should I let yeah. this guy go? Is he going to hold to the lie? What's going on? And you could see Cassian's mind process through this decision and he, and like you think, okay, he's, he's going to let him go. Boom. And just takes him out and just Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah.
1: But then he's left to, you know, live with this decision. And yeah. although I don't think he's wrestling with it too much, it's just, you know, it's just such a well, showing. he's been a
2: survivor. He, right. Although I, I do think he may have had to have killed when he was on Kanari before he left the planet. Mm. Because mm. He, he was part, because those kids were survivalists to right. some extent.
0: They're yeah. Really-
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's something they'll that explore or not. I was just, yeah. just wondering what you guys thought. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has to be I wonder if
0: I wonder, yeah, and I wonder if it's something that's the first time that he's had to kill that close.
1: Like, like, like it ex- could have been execution style, a guy begging for his life and then boom. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah. uh but it was a powerful scene. And mm-hmm. you know, it certainly got the ball rolling and uh and, and the whole like securities I enjoyed the scene with uh, the old time security guy. Yeah, you know, you know, like he was, as you mentioned, he's going through like, oh, this is what we're going to say happened. And, and, and I got to say this, too. I don't it's just a little thing, but I just like it. And that is it, it, it because they shot this in in the UK. So it was just nice that, you know, everybody spoke with the British accent, you know, yeah. like we're we Scottish, had, so that or, Scottish or Scottish. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't have as much of that. Because of all the shows shows shot in L.A., you know mm-hmm. everything being shot. Uh, you know, not that this this fine. It's it's not a problem, but it was just kind of you know that's the reason that you know, they kind of brought me back to the original trilogy and like you know they shot it in L Street and all these actors and they're they're yeah. just UK blokes that yeah. are coming in and 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 you know some sometimes they spoke with the American accent, you know if they were the rebel pilots or whatever. Um, but beyond that it was basically all you know either, either king's english they didn't do a lot of cockney then in 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 the, in a, in yeah. the original in the show but they did do the king's english and it was um it was it was just funny to to hear yeah. that again like oh yeah did, oh, did, you know.
0: did anybody else love the cringe worthy uh speech that that um, not imperial officer but the uh
1: the, the security,
0: oh, security, it's a gave name. on, trying to try to amp up the tr- amp up the troops. Like
2: I, th- I I thought it was a brilliant piece of writing. Uh, the the delivery is just bar none. Like he's just he's you can tell. Like like I got the the uh, pardon the expression, but I, I I got a sense of like fat bastard from the from the awesome powers movies, only less comedy, more yeah. serious, and and totally someone you could
0: consider natural danger. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the the actual officer, like when he gives his speech, and you can just yeah, tell, Cyril. It's, his name is Cyril. Cyril. Cyril, Cyril Karn.
1: Cyril. Cyril, Cyril, and Cyril
0: he Karn. And he's just bombing like like you would not believe. Yeah, and then the and guy he's, behind he's, him he's this like... thing of like like this. Yeah, you get the sense like he knows he's bombing. You know, he's like I should just shut up. You can see it but his he can just, like just keeps going. Yep.
1: Let's do this. <laughs> he does a little yeah. hand thing. What? <laughs> Where, how did this guy get to become a, the leader of this group? What the heck did he do? Well, he kissed enough butt. I guess that's it, huh?
0: Well, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, you you kiss enough butt, you 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 kiss up to the right people, you it's all about you know who you know, and you
1: know, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll wager 300 Republic
2: credits that this guy was a uh. He, he has family in all the right places.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That makes sense.
0: <clears throat> His dad's probably been an imperial officer somewhere. Either an imperial officer or a senator. Yes. And he wasn't now, quite good enough to, to, to make it as a officer in the imperial navy or as a member of the imperial senate. So they're like, yeah, we'll give you this little job over here. Get you out of the way.
1: Um, so... Let's talk about. Um, oh God, now I'm gonna forget his name. Uh, Starsguard, Stellan mm. Starsguard character, Starsguard uh, character, which is Luthen. I say
0: that three times real fast. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Easier to just say is a character name, Luthen Uh He, uh, first of all, I've been wanting this guy to be in a Star Wars film or TV series forever because yeah. he's just so great but um it's a marvel yep i know he was like bouncing around and then finally we get him and i think cool. it's a cool it's going to be a cool a different type of mentor role
2: well and so. the other thing i like about it is um you know scars persona like they the way he's portraying this is there's kind of that um If you guys ever saw uh, Chernobyl, he was in that one. uh, That 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 he's got that high caliber, you know. I'm in charge mentality, Uh, but then uh, I can kind of see the um, the edginess that he used when he played the sub commander uh, in uh, Hunt for Red October. And so and so, I'm
1: like he he played one of God. He played that.
2: Oh my God. Yeah, he played I, Sean
1: Connery's former student. Yes, guy was always like sitting there sweating with the cigarette. Yes, and the, it always reminded me of a Batman episode because he was always on the side because <laughs> they were always either ascending and, and, and or they had down. the red light. Yeah, going. the red light always. Oh, no, was yeah, um, But I'm seeing
2: I'm seeing those elements, those characterizations from prior uh, prior uh, roles, working themselves into because we've got a character who's essentially a spy he's he's working the political angle to some extent he's working the military angle to an extent and so he knows how to use that that position uh to gain access where he needs access
1: yeah i loved how he is you know he started off kind of mysterious and then by the, you know by that that great conversation i'm surprised they actually released that scene with him when he first meets cassian and um, they kind of did a slightly edited version of it that they released on like internet, like, yeah. That, like, pu- like officially. And, yeah. Um, it was it was like wow, I can't believe. I mean, it was great. Got me, got my interest peaked. But that was such a great scene. But I also got, <laughs> I love the scene in the in the trolley. I call it the space trolley with mm. the other guy, the guy first, yeah. like, from Austria with the hat. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I was just loving like the familiar yet yet definitely otherworldly too you know and they're just talking about stuff and it's that guy who starts talking to you on a train and then he moved over to sit next to you (laughs)
2: like that's the galactic version of uh death of a salesman
1: yes yes (laughs) oh my goodness oh just like
2: yeah it's it, it actually the scene reminded me of back to the future 3 where mary steenburgen's on the train Yes, and she's talking to the barbed wire peddler. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only this time, it's they're talking about we're de- talking about death and taxes.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> no, I did. I mean, but it was, but I was there for it, you know. And I'm like, you know, and the collector in me is like, I know they're never going to do it, but I want an action figure of that guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just do with his with his big gold coat and that little hat. I just want it, <laughs> And his little briefcase. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Now I'm thinking back to the future too. I'm peddling this. Peddling this uh, barbed wire coast to coast has taught me one thing. Now, um, wow. oh, just I did, you know, they're just these moments, you know, these little wonderful oh. nuggets of pure joy, even if it's not even a happy moment, even if it's just, you know, it's just a, a little, a quick ditty between two, be, 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 two people lamenting on how great things used to be or whatever. Um, still just a nice, uh, yeah, nice little additive.
0: Yeah. What about the um, the I mean the 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 decision to kill off the the uh one guy the um, I'm gonna start I gotta start remembering character names.
1: oh Guys, um, we are gonna be in trouble, man, because it's like with all these new series coming out.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I have to. I'm gonna have to get like, a, like
1: what episode are we talking? One, two, or three?
0: Three. Um, he the one that that basically ratted out Cassian.
2: Oh, and he got oh.
0: shot! Yeah, that yeah, was that kind was... of—I mean, that was like—and that just came out of nowhere. That was just like he's running at him, and just bam!
1: I think that was Rashi. I think so. I think, yeah, I think that. Like was you, you had you know, or maybe not. I don't. Know. Let me look. See if there's anybody else here. But uh, I think maybe
0: that was. I mean, I you. I mean, you could see it coming when he started going towards. Like, oh, he's got something's going to happen here. Something's going to happen here. And then, but still, for me, it just kind of it was just kind of a jarring moment, just like
1: if they're going to have any kind of romantic interest between Cassian and um, Bix. Bix, yeah. By the way, that name I, I know sometimes the Star Wars names don't don't resonate with me. You know what I mean? Like they, there are certain names that just did take t- take me a while to get under my <laughs> my, my head, but I like Bix. Mm-hmm. It takes me back to like something out of the something out of the the Joy's cartoon series or whatever. <laughs> But I was like, all right, I like that. But even though she was involved with him with, with the other guy, well, he's out of the picture now, so there you go.
0: Hey.
1: Even though I don't know if there'll be any time for that with the two of them. So no.
0: yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting if they if they follow the the path that they did with the flashbacks, if they follow the path that they did with Book of Boba Fett, where you have Several, you'll get several episodes with the flashbacks yeah. that will catch us up to, or if it'll be more like what they did with Obi Wan, where it'll be here and there they'll do flashbacks.
1: Um, yeah, it's gonna. But... I mean, keep in mind that I mean I'm sure there'll still be flashbacks, but I don't know if we're. Do- I think we might be done with the with the Lord of the Flies kids because at least yeah. Some- because, yeah I think uh, now, I, mean, I think now now with I
0: wouldn't be surprised if the next flashback we get doesn't do some sort of time jump where you'll see a slightly older Cassian maybe a or you know an early teens Cassian
1: yeah um, absolutely but um yeah I I, <laughs> I I thought you know his character served his purpose you know he uh, ratted out Cassian and yeah. know, kind of kind of showed the desperation of the people that are there. Yeah, but um, what? see, I what? Didn't,
0: I didn't get a desperate. I got more of a sense of
1: jealousy. Oh yeah, like he
0: saw yeah. he saw no, they right. were right. together. But I and but I kind of thought that. yeah.
1: I also, oh, actually, the other thing I thought of was that he, when he did it, he was totally drunk. So that, oh, that yeah. of course. Yeah, you know, and but you also, you also you also get fight.
0: this idea. I also you know, like you said, the, the sort of desperation, this sort of idea of. You know, the fear that w- that the empire brought, where you know people were ratting each other out, and you know, hear but something, cool say something, though, and...
1: and right. But how cool was it though that they all did the thing with the rapping on the metal? That was <laughs> that was, to, that yeah. was really neat. Now I thought that was really interesting because I was expecting something to happen. He, and, and maybe it was because Marva was saying that. It's like, it's when, it's when the rapping stops, that's when it really starts to worry. And you know? they're like, what happens then? Yeah. And she didn't answer. And I'm like, yeah. what does happen? So I was on the same way. But I think that was just the point. The point of it was not, it was just to freak them out. You know, yeah. Yeah. To, to, to communicate to the whole town that this is going down. Well, and then the only thing that really happened beyond what Cassian and, and um, Luther Luther were doing was um, his, what's his other friend's name? the one he always works with Brazo uh, Brazo yeah right and and Brazo um you know that was funny <laughs> he t- tied the thing to a piece of junk and you know that that was basically it so um yeah. and, you know with the other but the big the heavyset blue guard was like oh you know it's an ambush or whatever I'm like was it
2: yeah. <laughs> well here's something to consider though I'm, I'm like from a historical lens mm-hmm. uh one of the things that I think is really neat <laughs> is that if we keep going back to the um the german socialist um metaphor that the empire represents uh to some extent uh you have uh, it wasn't uncommon for that particular government and military branch to once they conquered a particular area or region and they annexed it within to the reich they had local law enforcement or security provide, um, you know, coverage for that area so that they didn't have to extend their troops and resources. And at that point, um, it basically turned the people against their own, uh, their own, the people who should have been protecting them. Mm. And we're seeing that here because the Premore security agency. That's what they're doing. They're operating in this, this mindset that, hey, we're we're supposed to be protecting you guys. But you know, something is, is, you know, but they are working for the Empire because that's just paying their bills now mm-hmm. and, their, and their coffers. But then you've got uh, the people go, turning against them in this. Right,
1: right, right. So there's, you know, they they have, but it seems, they also seem very organized. Like they have a plan in place of what to do when they see, I guess in this case they saw that when they see the secure. I don't think they were all there to help Cassian. I think it was just um they're they tired of the the blue i call them the blue guards but you know the, the private security force and there was a, you know a dozen or two dozen of them there and they uh they were they were gonna <clears throat> you know ma- polite pol- polite discourse i don't know <laughs> mess with them a little who knows but um yeah, we think we lost john there for a minute up oh, there yeah i lost alive. you guys for
0: several minutes so i lost i missed that entire conversation
1: uh, we were just talking. Uh, Garrett was just mentioning about, you know, using the parallels of, uh, of the World War Two, you know, German, mm. German, you know, the the, the German, German invasion. Military. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I got the first part of that, but then yeah. as you begin talking about, about it, you about, just completely cut out,
1: just about how the discourse kind of happened among, yeah, among the people in some yeah, way and like
0: they, you you missed
2: my boring diatribe that's okay oh that's okay that's <laughs> fine that's fine oh well
0: yeah no, so um i also like that they like you notice they shut all the shop windows
1: yeah like you know, just everything beams. is
0: shut down
1: you know and i like that they don't have like it, the, that the, that the windows aren't really they're they're not they're not really windows they're mostly just open walls <coughs> they're open yeah. open crevices and they're not really that protected it's just like knocking, it's like something out of the Flintstones, you know, <laughs> like just mm-hmm. knocking down like little shutters that, that come well, it, it gets, you know,
0: as someone who's been to um, I've been, I was, I've been to Thailand a couple times and the, the idea of sort of the, the the storefront house
1: yeah 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 oh, uh, again. <laughs> we keep losing no, jobs. no our fearless leader. Oh dear! All right. Well, we can continue um, while he's figuring stuff out. <laughs> so, trying to think of other things. I, I will talk a little bit about music. Uh, I wasn't bowled over by it. Um, no. I, I, I would say that as of right now, I mean, I liked. It seems that music is taking a, definitely more of an effect role, that, than rather than a uh, um, you know a full out. Yeah character in and of itself you know i feel like
2: uh it's not the driving force that we see in in previous entries
1: exactly not not well obviously not certainly not john williams but not not even in what we've seen with uh lula gorison and and some of the other writers that have been working um having said that you know it's not something i'm going to listen to on my own but i don't mind it i just you know i do i don't i like those there were a few moments of a little electronica Kind of mm-hmm. electronic music in there, which I think was placed appropriately and what they were doing. Um, kind of the, I remember the, the the end of the second episode sticks out in my mind. It was a little more of a rock kind of. Yeah, it almost you felt could- like we were we were come we were coming dangerously close to Rocky training montage music. It was like it was getting into that level, <laughs> well, and you, then it you, didn't you go start- there. It just it just came close.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can start hearing the the kind of the the distortion of that that. That overdrive channel on the guitars, and right, it was—I—I right. I actually like that because from from like a a rock perspective, it, it gives <coughs> it gives a particular tone to the uh, to what's happening in the scene without it being noticeable, right? You know, and, unless you're unless you're a musician, you're not going to be picking up on on what sound quality or tone is being used. In the music, you're just gonna be like, Oh, there's music there,
1: yeah. No, I mean, and, and again, it, 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 I think it it's definitely a little bit more modern in, in, in its usage. Um, and it's definitely, you know, they've, they've, you know, they've lately have gotten away from the, the whole leitmotif idea. Um, mm-hmm. no, we can't hear you, John. Sorry, <laughs> he just texted me. Oh, now Garrett's out too, and now it's just me. Okay, I don't know what's going on in the world out there, but. So it was so you got kicked, you got booted out, Garrett, and then I, it was me. I don't know what happened.
2: I'm, I'm not even the one in control.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Maybe um, maybe the Empire is catching wind of what we're saying, and they're trying. Yeah, to Yeah, they're not it.
1: liking what we're saying about them. Okay. Oh dear. All right. Well, I want to wrap it up, and we get close to wrapping it up, but we don't even have John in here to to end it.
2: Yeah, I I know. But I guess if
1: you, I guess once we, once we end it, you and I can leave the show and leave it at that. But (laughs) then we'll take, he'll take the hint. (laughs) I
2: will, I will say this. Uh, we've been talking a lot about what we do like about Andor. And while I like the more mature quality of the, of the show and the way it's written, one thing I feel is out of place is the use of profanity. Now, when, uh, when, uh, Fiona Shaw, uh, drops the word bastards in there, referring to, uh, the, the empire and all that, that I don't have a problem with, because that, that does feel in line with what we've seen in star Wars because, you know, Han used the word hell in empire strikes back. But when, um, when that commander, the the Scottish guy, uh, on the, on the, the blue force, um, when he uses when drops the word shit in there i'm like that feels really out of place like for like a split second i'm taken out of the world that i'm in i'm like this doesn't that does not feel like star wars
1: i agree i i think that if they're going well i agree in the sense that it they did not make the commitment to just have that be all the way along in fact with the television shows what they did do instead was, you know, Dank Farrakh and start using Star Wars slang. Yeah, and I sure. feel like, okay, guys, fine, that's that's fine. We probably need to come up with more than just Dank Farrakh.
2: Well, I, I know that the in the comics, uh, especially the Dark Horse runs, they had other they had other phrases like "Kark me" or "Karkin." Or, uh, it was yeah, because it, it was taken from Hutie's slang. Um, but right, yeah, right, they
1: right. like slamo and
2: yeah, and you know, for something on the mid rim or outer rim, that would make more sense because then you would have a lot to work with.
1: Right, right. All right, so it looks like our our uh, yeah, I, I would say. But before we do that, our our, our fearless leader John is uh, unable to get back on for whatever reason he's having some some issues over there um so uh we're gonna wrap up in a few mi- few minutes but i did want to say uh yeah I, I i definitely agree with you on that I'm, I, and it's not a it's not a prudish thing or a, or anything of that nature you know i don't have an issue with cursing but if they're gonna are they gonna curse dink varic are they gonna say you know human earth based curse words now having said that you know, where is a curse word okay? What the hell are you doing, Han Solo? Or, you know, you know, a, 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 versus not? I guess it's up to the beholder, and I guess that's what the writer and or and writers and or director yeah. decided. But um, so Although you know, to be just,
2: fair, the the most the most bleeped out and censored character in all of Star Wars is hands down R two D two. I mean, yeah, I know. every every single Star-D2. thing.
1: <laughs> I mean, really, everything is bleaked. Jeez. Anyway, so yeah. I'm trying to think Good of anything that, that I didn't that I didn't uh, you know resonate that didn't resonate. And I mean, I not really. Um, I mean, it's a very it's it's a dark time, so it's a very dark story. And yeah. uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm more of an uplifting kind of guy myself. You know, I'm a Disney movie fan. But having said that. Um, I loved Rogue One, and I loved. You know, I can, I can, I can accept a story for what it is, and you know, this is. Let's just let's just say it. Uh, If you're going to tell a story about Cassian Andor, who's been in this fight since he was six years old, um, and then you know, you know, died very prematurely at the hands of the Death Star, um, it's not going to be, and he's been fighting his whole his whole life, and ain't going to be a happy story.
2: Oh no, I I don't anticipate it to be any kind of happy ending compared to what we've seen in previous star wars entries right uh, it's not going to have that feel-good feeling no. and that's perfectly fine i like that uh just i i just want want to make sure that you know the um what we know of as, as con- what's considered canon e- whether it's pre-disney or, or post-disney it stays consistent as far as how characters talk
1: sure i mean i think uh well, I did, they did mention calf, right? Yeah, that, that was, I liked. That I'm one. like, oh, good. Someone's they, drinking they, coffee. Somebody's <laughs> drinking coffee. Good. I mean, you know, we can relate. You know? Because again, it's not, It's this whole thing, I mean, even though it's an other world, it's always been kind of a familiar world. You know, everything about it is, it could be otherworldly. I mean, yeah, you can have other creatures. Um, I will say, I thought I was seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to go back and look. But I think I might have saw, seen some characters, some creatures that were actually sequel trilogy creatures, which I hope we will see more of, because you know that one of the biggest complaints that um, I've, I, I heard a lot about was you went from this original trilogy, then you went to the prequel trilogy, which expanded on the creatures, but gave us original trilogy creatures too. So kind of just added to the library. Then when you got to the sequel trilogy, you and, and and Rogue One and uh um well Rogue One to a lesser extent, you kind of introduced all these new characters and all I'm sorry creatures, all these new creatures. You go into Maz Kanata's, you know, uh bar there and there's like literally hundreds of new creatures. You go to Canto Bite, hundreds of new new creatures. And it just it just, it was great. I love the look of it. I love the fact that it just expanded on the world. But it would have been nice to see a Rodian or, an, or a Hammerhead, you know, or an Aqualish once in a while. You did get a little bit of that with um, Rogue One. But, and, and you've been getting a lot more of a return to that in the streaming series. But, yeah. but I would like to see, I don't want to abandon, I hope they don't abandon all of the sequel trilogy, this like huge um, new catalog of great alien species that we you know i hope we can see and i think we did see a few that in the background that we were seeing in the the disney era movies and i'd like to just see it expand on everything so uh hopefully they do that, that but would be um, nice. yeah but yeah i'm i'm excited for it i'm i'm looking forward for the next i'm you know i i think we could we could handle an hour episode. I, I wish they'd go just a little bit longer, but they do seem to tell a succinct story. And I think that is the, the 36 minute, 42 minute. Uh, it's really like six minutes less than that. You ever notice that the credits go like six minutes?
2: Yeah. Cause they have to put in like all the different dubbing and stuff. Dubbing like, and everything. The yes, there's really it's like,
1: like, so I guess it's like 30 minutes and 36. It saves minutes. them from
2: having to edit every single regional, uh, episode
1: stream right so, so i'm 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 am sensing that uh you know uh i mean i think they tell the story they need to tell for that week and it seems to fit and it doesn't you know and because of that it can be a little bit more of a get down into the weeds with the with the characters and you know flush them out a little bit more take a little more time and it's okay. So uh, if they want to keep it there, it's fine. But I wouldn't mind if they could stretch out stretch out some of it. Seems like they always save it for like the last episode of the season, and that one's like 55, 60 minutes. So yeah, they do. Somebody there were rumors saying that each episode was going to be like ninety minutes. I was like, that's not what happened. So
2: that's a long time for one episode. I mean, I can understand that if you're doing three episodes total for the season right. and it's the BBC, that makes <laughs> sense.
1: BBC uh, school of series series production. All right. Well, so we're both excited. So, how you, your final thoughts on it? You think you're uh, you're 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 hooked? You're gonna watch the rest?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm, I work as a film critic, so you know when I'm not writing stories about city council. But um, I, as far as Star Wars series go, I am amped for this one in a way that I that i wanted to be amped for obi-wan um and i wanted to be amped for for book of boba fett but i just haven't been as it just hasn't been as 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 connective for me as the first two seasons of mandalorian okay like mandalorian i'm like i'm i'm gung-ho i'm looking very much forward to the next season on that show bad batch i love um I, i i for i mean i'm always gonna be good for animation Um, but I like, I, this one brings me, it's a it's a new hope for me. Right. Okay. No
1: pun intended. Yeah. All right. So, uh, all right. So that'll do it for this episode. Um, so Garrett, why don't you say where, where we can reach you all right well
2: you guys can find me on instagram and twitter at gkj underscore publishing uh i post about my books i post about what i'm working on with my youtube channel which is called gkj publishing uh the fifth season of my show the right way uh, which is its official new title now uh is coming out on saturday this coming saturday october 1st uh season 5 launches i'm gonna have all new recommended top 10 reading books um uh, I'm going to have all new author interviews, all new writing tips um, for world building specifically uh, this season. And so you'll be able to find that. That episode goes live on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, I'm looking forward to having it because, well, Will is actually going to be a guest host later in the season.
1: Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Great. Looking forward to that. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. And for me, you guys can find me on. Uh, youtube i have darth tuba's star wars unboxing show um it's been uh, crazy stuff coming in uh getting delivered i have all the pre-orders are coming in and they just all seem to call them come in at once which is really annoying but uh we've been able to do a lot of unboxing so i've actually pre-recorded shows right up through mid-october so um there'll be a lot of that and i'm starting to do a couple of you these new youtube shorts here and there so you can look for those and you can find me on instagram and twitter at darth tuba and Darth super stars unboxing page on facebook and you can email me Darth tuba 77 at gmail.com and as far as war of the stars obviously this is the war of the stars a star wars podcast where you can find wherever podcasts are found and we also have war of the stars on twitter which is war of the stars one and you can search for us again on facebook and do you remember our email <laughs>
2: I believe
1: it's war of the stars one at gmail.com. It's a gmail.com. Yeah. So, all right. So before we let you go, just want to remind everybody that let's always remember that this isn't just your star Wars. This isn't just my star Wars. This is our star Wars. So until next time, may the force be with you and also with you. All right. So I'm texting him now that we are done okay so it looks like uh for people that are still that are still listening i don't know if this is the pot hopefully the podcast will cut this short but if it doesn't <laughs> okay team. we're gonna do a little song a little dance i've
2: got some guitars back here i can i oh, can there we go i a grab- little mass rebo band
1: oh there we go we got it i could play a little lappy neck it's all right we're good so- actually I, th-
2: I thought you'd get a kick out of this